0: Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus,
1: even the tough seasons are good. We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some laughs along the way. I'm Delight. I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one.
0: You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. All right. Hello, everybody. We are here today with Natasha Metzler and our, this is part four. We've been doing a series on the Christian woman's guide to infertility. It's
1: about time you join us. I know, right? I'm just kidding. You did join us last (laughs) week. Yeah, I did. Totally. It was great. (laughs) It was excellent. It was so great. It
0: was, it was, it was helpful for me too. And today we're going to talk about faith. So Tasha, take us away.
1: <laughs> take us away. I feel like that <laughs> should be like
0: a song or something. On a vacation, please. Oh wait, you already just went on one.
2: I oh, did yeah. just go on a vacation. Were you talking to me? Yeah, I was. I was totally distracted. I was a little
0: jealous of that. I don't. I don't know why. It just like it looked so. She was jealous. I don't the know. one who went
1: to El Salvador for a month. <sighs> okay, right. but I didn't go on a vacation. It's different. Well. Well, maybe this yes, wasn't either. Yes, it was
2: sort of. I mean, my husband had something he needed to do. for Oh, work. that's true. And yeah, we went along, so. and then we kind of took a couple vacation days around that. So yeah, maybe so. it was
0: not the
1: same either. Yeah, but still. it was good.
2: It was very yeah. good. Yeah, I got to show my kids oh some my cool God. stuff.
1: You got to show your kids like because of places you lived and stuff like yes. that, or just like
2: my husband had an auction to go to in Florida, and I lived in Florida for a few years and so or most of my teenage years actually and so i got to take them to a few places that i remembered and i haven't been down there since before i was married so it's been a long time so fun and it was really fun yeah it was awesome anyway so now (laughs) that we got done talking about children and all that good stuff (laughs) we're gonna talk about infertility (laughs) oh right (laughs) no obviously like we've said from the beginning um Infertility is something that I have dealt with and Lydie has dealt with. You can go back a few episodes to hear our specific stories. Um, But one of the things that we have talked about a lot is the fact that no matter what you've gone through, even if you haven't specifically gone through infertility, that we all have barren places in our lives. We all have places of loss. And so a lot of these things can relate and connect in different areas. Mm -hmm. So we encourage everyone to just apply things to your own life. So today's subject is faith, though, which for sure is a universal topic, Mm -hmm. right? That we all need to grapple with our faith and what it means to trust the Lord and what it means to walk that out in our lives Mm -hmm. in a sin-filled world, right? Right. And so a big thing, when, when someone goes through something like infertility, there comes a point, I believe, probably for all of us, where we end up going to the Lord with kind of this question of, Uh, like, hey, God, did you know that I'm having a hard time here? Like, are you going to do something about this? Are you going to fix this? You know, what's going on? And it's very easy for that to kind of spiral into a crisis of faith of some kind. Yep. Now, one of the things that I recognized... At a certain point in my walk with the Lord, I was asking those questions. I kind of got to the why questions of, you know, why won't you heal me, Lord? Is there something I need to do? Is it somehow my fault? Like, what can I change to make this change? Right. And in the process of that, I felt like the Lord showed me that he... Is not an idol. That's a very simple statement. We know that that's not true. We know he's not an idol. We know he's a living, breathing God who created us. But I had started interacting with him a little bit like he was. And what I mean by that is, like, in the Old Testament, if you look at how—and not just in the Old Testament, but, like, in in ancient um, times, when we look at when they worshipped idols, like, maybe a little more specifically than people do now—not that we don't have our idols, for sure— Right. But— Um, where they actually honored them as gods, right, in their lives, Um, there was this belief system in place where if you needed something, you would give something, you would go and sacrifice something to this idol and would get a response. So if it was, you know, you're a farmer and you needed good crops, then you had to go and make some big show of giving to this idol so that you could get something back right mm-hmm. and that was actually in all different areas of their life including fertility actually that was a a big thing in almost every culture there was some kind of fertility god or goddess that they believed if you went and did a certain thing whatever the sacrifice was required you know in that culture or whatever and so but it was definitely a mindset of you give you do the right thing somehow whatever it is figure it out do it and then you will get in return the answer that you're looking for. And our God's not like that, right? (laughs) He's not. We know that in theory, I think very obviously. Most anyone who knows the Lord would be like, yeah, no, 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 that's not what God's like. But... We still, I think, tend to act a little bit that way and even treat ourselves that way. At least I did. Mm -hmm. I got to this place of thinking, like, I, what do I need to, like I said, what do I need to change? What do I need to do differently? How can I make the Lord hear me instead of recognizing that God doesn't work any of those ways, right? He's not an employer or a benefactor that I have to, like, get the right attention so I can get get the right stuff back from them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's a father who wants relationship, who walks with us through sorrow. He doesn't keep all the sad, sorrowful things from happening to us because, because of free will and choices and the fact that there is sin present, right? And there is an ultimate redemption of all of that when he returns, but in the process now, as we're going through this, he wants to walk with us and teach us and guide us in the middle of the hard things and he yeah so that was a huge thing Um, another thing i don't know if i even mentioned this in this booklet but i know i talked about it in my book pain redeemed is just the concept that god himself is not afraid of pain the way that we are Mm -hmm. so a lot of times we are looking for ways to like work around something hard or yeah to escape it in some way and god is calling us to walk right through something yeah and that doesn't mean that he wants pain for us it means that he recognized that it's painful and he's he's calling us this way and he's going to be with us right every step of the way he's not leaving us anywhere and i think that was a huge thing like in our faith journey we need to come to the place of recognizing that just because something is hard doesn't mean that god has left yeah Right. Because right. that that is a lie that the enemy attacks us with saying like, oh, this hard thing. Where's God? Like where? That's a, a huge thing. I've, he- I've heard people through all kinds of sorrow. The immediate question is, where is God? Where was he when this happened? Well, he's right here. And that's what we need to grapple with and figure out, like, how do I recognize the presence of God even in the middle of this really hard thing?
1: Right. OK, down. it makes me think it makes me think about like thinking about a child and how like, like little kids have to do hard things at certain times, but Mm -hmm. like we don't send them alone to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like if there's something that's uncomfortable for them, yes, we might, they might have to do that. They might have to get through that, but we don't just say, okay, you know, you're two, go ahead and go do that. Like, no, we do it with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's exactly what God does, Absolutely. with us. <laughs> you disagree?
0: No, I'm just thinking about like situations, and like I'm not. I don't always do it with him.
1: But you're there. You're not like you don't leave the house, right? You don't like right. You don't like say like okay, bye. I'm. You're always. Yeah. You might send him in. You might not be holding his hand while yes. he's doing. Yes. 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 But okay. you're in the living room when you sent him into the. Maybe it's dark in the in your bedroom and. He needs to go in and turn the light on and he's scared of it or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're not like gone. Like you're there. Yes. You're paying okay. attention. You're watching. You. You, you're. You. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, yes. and and that's yeah. the,
2: yeah, the father <clears throat> part of our relationship with him that he, God is not.
1: Like he's aware. Yes. I guess maybe that's a better way. That's a good <gasps> yes. way. Yeah. He
0: knows he's. I'm not trying to ruin your analogy. I was just thinking <laughs> about like. <laughs> no, I like the
1: conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like, may, I think that'd be a better way to put it. Like, your child, even if you send them into a hard thing, mm-hmm. you're aware what's going on. Right. You're not sending them alone. I mean, more in like, in awareness, not. Yes. Yeah. Right. Does that yes. make more sense? Totally. totally you sure. didn't just and leave also,
2: them. Also, you're aware right. of maybe the reasons why they need to do something mm-hmm. that wouldn't make sense to them. I think about um, one time I, yeah, right after we adopted our oldest you know, she was eight years old and she had to learn how to sweep the floor. Hmm. Right. This is like a really big deal. She hated it um, mostly because we were telling her, like, it's not actually sweeping the floor to drag the broom behind you for a <laughs> while. <laughs> oh, right. Right. And in her mind, she did not understand. And even when I tried to explain it to her, because I, I'm i very much an explainer, I kind of over explain sometimes with my kids. Like I had to stop myself and be like, they don't need every detail of this. They just need to listen. And as they listen and obey, they'll understand, mm-hmm. right? But I, yeah, was trying and trying to explain to her. And it just, none of it made any sense of, like, no, you need to learn how to take care of your home. You need to learn how to take just take care of yourself even, right? Like, to clean up behind yourself is a very important life skill that you're going to need. And of course, in her mind, she's thinking, I don't care if the floor has a foot of dirt on it, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she didn't understand that actually that would matter at some point in her life. And she needed the skills later, right? right? And so I think of that sometimes with the Lord, that there are things, um, there's not always a reason why. That I, I don't think that we always know why here on earth, right? Yeah. Like there are lots of... Losses, and um, I think especially of things like miscarriage and infant loss, and and different things that a lot of people who are dealing with infertility that's also ends up being parts of their story. Right. right. A lot of times, not everyone, but a lot. Mm-hmm, um, totally. And there's not a, it's not like oh, I needed to learn that hard thing because of this. Like no, there's there's not a, um, there's not a good enough reason for it. Right. 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 Because loss is loss. Um, but at the same time, learning to be aware of the Lord's awareness for us, right? Like right. on our side, that we recognize that He's here and He's not. And that that lesson, like it's not a it's not a an answer. To be like, oh, it's okay that I lost a baby because now I know the Lord. No, it is when I watch that hard thing. I realized that the Lord was so present and he was so there. Yeah. Like he, he didn't lose me Right, even if I felt like I lost him. Exactly. Like he was never out of reach. He yeah. was always right there. Mm-hmm. And I am thankful for that knowledge because that loss was not the last
1: loss I'm going to face right. in my life. And yeah. Yeah. I think that it's helpful for me to remember sometimes just that God like sometimes i think of our life as like i don't know like a circle and it's like god is like zoomed out and so he can see the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i think that it our human minds can't quite grasp that because we're so like in the moment of life you know but i think that when we remember that like he sees all of it so he understands the pieces fit fitting together and how Mm -hmm. this thing is going to affect that thing that's down the road and how that thing you're going through down the road will be affected by this thing happening today and all of that. And I think that there's so much like there's so much trust involved. Yeah. Because like the biggest thing of our journey with the Lord is that we have to trust. Yeah. We have to trust that in spite of these bad things, he is, he is still good. He does still see. He is there and leading and in guiding and all of that. And he sees it all. And we can trust that it's all gonna fit in together. Like mm-hmm. there are things I think that maybe will never make sense. Right. Like I don't I don't see a world where losing a child ever makes sense. Right. And it's not and God I think it mourns that with us. But he can also see maybe the good that will come from it. Like that situation will never be good. Right. Right. But
2: Yeah, I actually have um, just kind of a little illustration of that. So when we adopted my oldest, she, like I said, she was eight years old when she was adopted. And then um, we were continuing to pursue other adoptions as well. Um, Eventually, like within not too long after she was home, we were looking into other ones. And we ended up being matched with a birth mom that had her baby. Well, she She was having a little girl. Well, we found out partway through. We didn't know originally when we first matched, but we found out she was having a little girl, and our daughter was so excited. Like, she wanted a little sister so desperately bad. So it was, like, a really exciting time for our family, and this was going to be a baby. We're actually going to bring home a baby. It was really just, yeah, we were on top of the world about some of that. But the baby was born too early, and... Um, It was about 12 days, I think, in the NICU, 11 days. And she didn't survive. She was was a very tiny, tiny little thing, about two pounds when she was born, right, as Annie. So if you know much about my story, I talk sometimes about Annie because it was a, a big part of our family life. And I remember, like, I was devastated for me when we lost the baby, obviously, like, It was really hard. I was kind of at the place, like having conversations with the Lord of like, what was the point of that (laughs) kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, we never got to bring her home. It was just loss. Um, I, yeah, just having a hard time piecing it together. And we had this, the, the day that we told, um, Elizabeth, our oldest, that Annie was not going to come home was just, just a horrible day. Right. Like It was just a lot of parts of it were just awful like i was so i as a mother my heart hurt almost worse for her than for me right that Mm -hmm. yeah it was just awful and we worked through that we like talked and prayed actually share a lot of that story in in my book counting grains of sand but you know we talked with her we prayed with her we're like asking just for the lord's presence and in my mind though i'm like spinning all of these thoughts like okay god like Uh, I don't understand how this fits together, right? right? I just don't get this. And the most interesting conversation came, I don't remember if it was that same day or maybe a day or so later, I'm talking with my daughter, kind of seeing how she is, and she goes, Mommy, you know I've lost siblings before. Now, she had had multiple placements, right? So she had been in families and there had been siblings in those families and she got placed in our family by herself now they weren't biological but still in her mind you know like sure they were families and then she lost them and so it was it was lost so she she said mommy i've lost siblings before but i've never lost a sibling and still had my mom and dad Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and i remember just sitting there thinking like oh lord like I'm so, I'm focused on all these, like that this is more (laughs) loss for her, right? And even her, like in this, she's little tiny girl recognizing like, oh, this is a little bit different. And that actually was a building place for our family, like in her attachment to us just being able to say, like, oh, we had this, like, joined loss. So in the marriage episode, I talked a little bit about the fact that, you know, our husbands are walking through, like, they've lost all of the children. Like, my husband's lost all the children that I lost, Mm -hmm. right? And all of the hoped-for children. So every pregnancy that didn't come that I hoped for, my husband experienced that too, right? So there's something about being in family together that, um, like, recognizing that gives us, like, a comfort and attachment Mm -hmm. to each other instead Mm -hmm. of, pulling us apart right and that that actually was also true then with our daughter in this bigger loss even because this was a baby that we held and been close to right like we'd we'd seen her and planned for her to come home and we're spending times a time at the hospital and all this stuff and so then the loss of that was so devastating and yet I saw like oh we all lost this together and this is an opportunity for us Mm -hmm. and so is that like Does that outweigh the fact that we lost a baby? Absolutely not. Like, it's not like, oh, well, that makes it okay. (laughs) No, but it is a way that the Lord was piecing together our story to help the daughter that we did bring home Mm -hmm. attach to her family properly and be able to flourish later in life. And we know now we're many years past that, right? And so we know that the Lord did actually bring a baby home for us. And even the baby that we did bring home, that didn't make the loss of Annie go away. Right. Right. But I can see how the Lord was piecing together. And so all of the trust, basically, I guess the idea is that you never regret trusting the Lord later on. right? Right. Like you get to later and you look back and it's like, yep, the Lord is exactly who he said he was. Like there is no, yeah. I have never ever looked back, even when things turn out one hundred percent different. Right. And and I felt mm. like it sometimes. Like when we lost Annie in particular, I remember feeling like, Lord, I don't I don't know if I want to keep trusting. Like I kind of a little bit betrayed, like I was trusting. Is it, is it she's she died. Like there's no coming back from that, right?
0: Right. right.
2: But I don't regret the fact that I decided to keep trusting, and and some of that is a decision too. I guess I'll, I'll put that in. Like, I had to decide in the moment there. Like, the Lord is who He says He is. I am believing in Him not because of what He's given me, or because of what I think I can get from Him. I'm believing in Him because of the character and nature of God that I know from Scripture. I know from my experience. I know from watching others and hearing testimonies in other people's Mm -hmm. lives. Like this is what I know about the character and nature of God. And so I am trusting that even if my life looks drastically different right now in this moment. And I have never looked back from another place going, man, that's just too bad that I trusted the Lord there. Right. No. Exactly. No, he has always shown himself
1: to be faithful. I think one thing about our faith is just that there's like an element of getting to the point where we're willing to trust God and willing to follow him. Even if, which I think we mentioned this in previous episodes a little bit, but just even if what the thing we're desiring. So in this case, children Mm-hmm. Even if the thing does we're desiring never happens. Yeah, And I think that that's kind of a big, there's something about that element. Like you were saying about the whole get and, or give and then get that whole mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, I think that sometimes we do sort of think that. Like, okay, well, once I give it fully to God, then I will get pregnant. Or once I do such and such. Okay. Then it will get returned. And I think that there is something about the moment of the moment where that turns and we say, okay, even if, even if not, and in my own journey, I used this example back when I was, um, waiting, waiting for specifically to do with adoption, but waiting for a placement to happen. Um, I used the example to someone about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace and Mm -hmm. how, you know, at that point, they were following God by not bowing down to an idol. And they said, like, if they didn't, they were going to get thrown in the fire. Mm -hmm. And they said, our God will save us. Like, go ahead, throw us in. Our God will save us. And I love so much that it's added in there. But even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. like, it's like the commitment to trusting God was so much that they were even acknowledging the fact that hmm. they weren't 100% sure. Right, You know, like they were saying, he's gonna save us. Like, we know the whole story. Like I was saying before, like we we can look and see he did save them. So it's it's almost like it looks so easy. But in that moment, I don't think it was so easy. They were saying, he's going to save us, but even if he doesn't. And I think that is the point that we need to get to. And I remember using that example to someone and saying, you know, I believe that God is going to give me children someday, but just like them, even if he doesn't, I still trust him. I still Mm -hmm. am walking this journey. I'm still going to continue on with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if, and I think that that is the point. Like that's the point where our faith really becomes so real when we realize, okay, I'm I'm following this guy anyway, yeah, <laughs> no matter what. And so I think that I just think that's where we need to come to. Of, okay, I'm no matter what, I'm trusting him. Yeah. Right. It's like the
0: like you have the faith and the hope, but then the trust. Like, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, there's a lot of, of words that go together with faith. And I was, that was actually exactly what I was going to oh. say. <laughs> that's so great. No, but but that with faith, our hope, like, w- there's, there's different scriptures that kind of use them interchangeably a little bit, right? That your faith and your trust and your hope being in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. That yeah. um, our faith is not in vain right like and also trust in the lord with all your heart like those things they're used repeatedly from the beginning of mm-hmm. scripture to the end and one of the things that um i don't remember if i mentioned this in another episode or not but it, it's worth mentioning again if i did <laughs> but hope the the word both in hebrew and in greek that is translated hope it at least one version of it, there may be multiple ones and I'm not a scholar, so I'm, you know, don't get mad at me if there's some (laughs) place that it's translated different, but I know there are several places where it is translated to hope and the word itself, like the original, also means to wait. And one of the things that I just think is so important is to recognize that waiting on the Lord, waiting for the Lord to do something, doesn't mean that somebody has failed somewhere and and the reason I say this is because in our at least our culture and maybe it's different in some cultures but in our culture when we are waiting for somebody we tend to think or it it tends to be because somebody failed somewhere so like if I'm waiting for delight because we're going to go somewhere and uh she's not there and so I'm waiting for her. It's because she failed to get there on time, right like that's why I'm stuck waiting <laughs>
1: right and she <Jeepers> delight
2: <laughs> I know and or if I'm you know waiting on my husband, it's because he's taking too long, right like he's doing something wrong, and that's and it may not be the end of the world, but it's still that that connotation is with it in our minds that if we're waiting it's because somebody hasn't shown up yeah right and we tend to apply that to the Lord like. Okay, I'm putting my hope in the Lord. I'm waiting for the Lord. So if he's not here, then it's because something went wrong, right? And yet, at the same time, that is not actually the picture that Scripture gives us. Scripture actually says, you put your hope in the Lord, you wait for the Lord, and you trust that he's the one that ultimately is going to fit those pieces together Mm -hmm. in our life he is the one like he's going to show up but how he shows up and where he shows up we leave to him because we trust him we don't lay it all out and say god if you don't show up in this way then that's it you're not trustworthy right right no we actually believe that he is truly God. He is truly the one that sees the whole picture, like Delight was talking about, and that we trust that he will somehow, somehow bring redemption. Right. And he will piece together all of these empty parts of our lives and and make something of it. And that in the end, we will be able to look at him and say, he was, first of all, he was more than enough. I didn't have to get something else in this life Mm -hmm. to... To survive, right, like he was everything that I needed, right, and that he was trustworthy, and I never regret putting my my hope in him, I mm-hmm. never regret waiting for him that that is a safe place,
1: yeah, right, right
2: hmm.
1: yeah, do you have any like examples, tasha like in your own in your own journey of like you know a specific time maybe that God really met you or or revealed something to you that it felt like, okay, I, maybe this is part of, maybe not why that's kind of hard, mm-hmm. but like almost a little piece of hope. Like, okay, I can keep going or.
2: I definitely have, I can think of several stories of times when I like, with, without seeing any outcome, Mm -hmm. I felt peace in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember Mm. specifically when my sister-in-law was pregnant with, I think it was her fifth child. So she, yeah, there was a lot of nieces and nephews there. I had two adopted kids at the time, but we were always hoping for pregnancy right like that was and even though we weren't even actively pursuing doctoring or anything at that point because our lives were very full it still was always in the back of my mind that maybe someday right and my sister-in-law had not announced her pregnancy but I had guessed it because she came to my house and I offered her coffee and she turned it down right (laughs) and she always drank coffee and she didn't and so it was like hey (laughs) and um that next day, it might, it might not have been the next day, but sometime within a short period of time, I was. I sat down at the kitchen table for breakfast with my family, and I went to take a sip of my coffee, and my coffee tasted really bad. And I was like, uh, "Is there something wrong with the coffee?" And my husband drank some of his and was like, "No, mine's fine." And I was like, "This is gonna make me sick." Like, and so you have like this immediate, oh, maybe like maybe there's a reason it tastes bad to me, right? You have like this excitement and whatever. And I went over, like we got talking about it. Lizzie tasted it. That was was the other part. Liz tasted it. She's like, let me taste yours, mom. And she's like, I think it tastes fine, right? So it was like even more so. And then we got looking around and Amos said, well, what did you put in it? And I said, well, I put the half and half and something else. Well, he goes, well, the half and half is like way expired. Like... And we went over and looked and sure enough, like, I don't know why it tasted fine to my daughter, but it was, it was way expired (laughs) and really bad. And so that's actually why it tasted bad. And I was not pregnant. There was nothing. But it was like, I had that like buildup of hope and then kind of like the crash and feeling a little bit like, all right, Lord. I just remember going to him and being like, okay, Mm. Lord, like how, how do I even make it with these like, like how do I put my hope in you and yet not get my hopes up right like that's actually because I I didn't want to have those crashes (laughs) right
1: right right. I don't like them (laughs) right and (sighs) like I tried about not wanting to hope because I knew what happens when you hope like if it doesn't come about it's bad and the Lord actually like I really
2: feel like he spoke to me later that day I was um Watering a plant that I had next to my kitchen sink, I was like pouring something in it, and it hit me that I'd had that plant for several years. And I'm like the queen of killing houseplants. I love houseplants, but I always joke that all of my houseplants are at just various stages of dying. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to, you know, replace them before they're all dead. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is about it, but but I'd had this one plant for like a lot of years. Well, I do know what it is about it because. I'm looking at that plant thinking, oh, this made it a long time. Like, this is so cool. I wonder why this plant in particular I've managed to keep alive. And I realized it's because it's sitting next to my kitchen sink and I remember to water it, right? Like, that's why it's still alive. <laughs> so that that mm-hmm. is why all mine die, because I periodically forget them mm-hmm. for a long, you know, way too long. And
1: fun fact, I've started watering my plants on Mondays. So... That's just, really funny. I do Tuesdays you know. now. I'm trying. Okay. What really about the ones hard. that don't need it every week though? Mm. I
0: don't own those. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like, do you have like I overwater them two? and they die too. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> right. that's probably true <sighs> for me. <laughs> I'll just send you the video, a video later. Okay. Thank <laughs> All right. <you>. right.
2: <laughs> but regardless, in this instance with this plant I'm looking at it and I realized it's alive because it's sitting right here next to the faucet and I remember and I felt like the Lord just said mm. so clearly like Tasha this is how you deal with your hope getting your hopes up and then crashing and yet still keep your hope in me is you stay close to me mm. like you stay like you drink of what I give which is you know the word of God worship prayer like staying centered in him yeah. and so that wasn't a, a moment where like I saw how God fit everything together on one Mm -hmm. hand, and yet it was definitely a moment where I connected the pieces of his presence with my survival through hard things, right, that I needed that. Um, There were, however, several things like, I have so many stories, actually. (laughs) I have so many stories of ways that the Lord just picked up pieces and shown them. And like with each of my adopted kids, there are specifics, like dates and times that the Lord put in place long before my kids came to my house and came home that just reveal that he was working. Yeah. Right. So one of the things is that my this is one of my favorite stories. And probably if you follow me at all, you've probably heard this, but I'm going to tell it again because it's such a good story and just such good um like illustration, such a good illustration of the Lord's working in all of these details. So years and years before I ever thought of adopting and certainly, yeah, had no knowledge of my daughter at all. uh, My sister-in-law was expecting twins, which was really exciting. We were so excited about it. And I was very happy. We talked some about um, in the relationship podcast about rejoicing with those who rejoice. And it was definitely a time of rejoicing. We were so excited that it was twins, that it was, they were girls. Like, I don't know. It was just this whole thing. Yes. And I was pretty good, except for about the time that the twins were born. I was working full time. And I was also, um, at that point, I was alone, living alone. I was actually house-sitting for someone, so I w- but I was just alone. Right. You weren't More married. I wasn't married. Uh, I wanted desperately to be married, and I wanted to have children, but I had also found out that children, like, would be hard for me, right? So I shared some about that in the, the self episode, but that it was – so I was, like, juggling all of that thing. So it was very lonely, very excited about these twins, wanted desperately to be married and ha- be having babies. Like, yeah, that was huge in my mind. And I went to the hospital to see the twins. Um, I was there when they were born. Yeah. And I was at the hospital. They're so beautiful. They were wonderful. Then I went home by myself, right? And really kind of had it out with the Lord a little bit. I have a journal entry where I'm writing out all this stuff, like the next whole day. Like, so they were born. And then the next day, I just spent the whole day kind of explaining to the Lord why... I wasn't okay (laughs) right (laughs) like that this was so hard for me i didn't understand um some of the stuff that we already talked about with faith like questioning like why lord what what is it that i need to do like this is not how i expected my life to look so what do i do with it now and i went back to the hospital the next day so this is like three days right I'm at the hospital. I walked in. My sister-in-law was in the shower, and my brother's standing there with both these little teeny tiny babies in his arms, and he's like, oh, good. I'm glad you're here. I need to go to the shop. So he hands me the babies and walks out. And I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there holding two babies, waiting for my sister-in-law, and I'm looking at them, and I remember just feeling like I knew I was kind of at this standoff with God because I was questioning him. I was wondering why he wasn't hearing me, why he didn't care that, you know, I desired these things and they were good things that I'm pretty sure he gave me the desire for. So, you know, I was really, really turning it on him. <laughs> like this is God, what are you going to do about this? And as I'm sitting there holding the babies, I just remember just feeling this like, okay, I'm done fighting. Like I'm done fighting you, Lord. I trust you. Like I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm mm-hmm. going to choose to believe that you hear me and that you care and that even if my life looks 100% different than what I want it to or expected it to that I am still going to follow you period I'm just going to follow you yeah and that might be a little bit too
0: loud do you think no okay okay sorry
2: and that was like Just a big part of my walk with him at that point. Now, it was years later, like I struggled more with infertility. I got married then a couple years later, but then still didn't have the babies that I wanted, right? There was all this stuff. But I had written all that story down in my journals. And what I didn't know that day is that that very day in Guatemala, my daughter was born. And here I thought... I didn't have a baby I thought I wasn't a mom I thought I wasn't any of the things that I desired to be and yet God was piecing all of that together and he knew that and so trusting him proved to be safe right it was 100 percent safe even though it didn't feel it in that moment and that's um there's actually a phrase that I use sometimes, my husband and I use this with each other, but we talk about following the Lord a lot of times when we choose to put our faith in Him. What we, have to be, what we have to do is we have to put our yes on the table. That's how we say this. And basically what that means is when I say, okay, God, I know you are who you say you are. I believe in you. I'm going to follow you. Before we know what that will look like for our lives, before we know what specific things God is going to call us to, we need to say the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, Lord, the answer is yes. Like no question, no, no anything like you are trustworthy. So the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. You are God. You see, you know. So the answer is yes. And that's really what that, that day at the hospital with my twin nieces, that's really what that was for me. It was me saying, Lord, my yes is on the table, even if it means I'm never a mom. And of course, now we know that God's like, yep, you are a mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that now. And, but maybe, but even if it hadn't been that, even if, right, like Delight said, even if, even then the Lord is still trustworthy and we can still, our yes is still safe to give him. He will lead us. He will be with us. He's not going to be, we stay close to the water, right? Like stay close to the living water, to the Mm -hmm. Holy spirit. We stay where we can hear him and where, um, in relationships with people that was what we talked about last week was relationships like stay in the body of Christ in the kingdom and, it's safe to say yes to god from there
1: right yeah yep so good i love how god works even in all those little details you know i have several things like that too like about dates and stuff like that and i just think it's cool that god cares about that stuff and Mm -hmm. makes it happen i love that story so much (laughs) me too so good anything else feels pretty good to me yeah yeah (laughs) i think
0: so too
2: Let's put our faith in him, you know, like that's just our encouragement. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is safe to
1: follow him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, His word doesn't return void. Mm-hmm. It's the verse that comes to my mind, you know, he, he keeps his promises and sometimes it's a little bit like muddy in the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it can look like, it can look like oh, I don't know, this time, you know, he just always, always, always wins.
2: Well, and I think any of us at any given time, there can be places where the questions still are, right? Mm -hmm. And part of it, like part of building our faith is making sure that we keep our focus on like God showed up here, God showed up here, like knowing what scripture says about him, hearing testimonies from other people of what they're what they're saying the Lord is doing right. and and also keeping track of in our own lives of the places cuz right now there are there are places of loss in my life there are places of questions like lord is this going to turn out is this going to work right. am i going to end up hurt from this right mm-hmm. that's all there but i need to be an answer to that not demanding like, okay, God, tell me how this is going to go. But instead, looking at the places where he has already revealed and going, okay, I know this is how it went. And I know this is how it went. And I know this is how it went. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I'm going to keep trusting for all these mm-hmm. places that are still in question. Right. And that's, yeah, that's my biggest. Because we, if you're following the Lord at all, even salvation itself is a... An answer, right? Like when you first come to the Lord, that is an answer to the question of whether or not you are going to die in your sin or not, right? Like that is a redemption that's God showing, right? I have redeemed here. So that's the first picture that we have. And then all of these stories add on to that. They build on that. Mm-hmm. That God is, He redeemed here. He redeemed here. Okay, He redeemed here. And so right now. You may be struggling with infertility, not have adopted children the way that Delight and I have, not have a miracle baby the way that birth baby the way that I have, mm-hmm. and yet you can still have other areas in your life that you can turn to to say, wait a minute, I know the character and the nature of God because of this, and I know the character and nature of God because of this, right. and so I'm going to trust him. Exactly. So,
1: Yep. It's so there, good. There. There's my sermon. i love it (laughs) oh that's great all right well one more week yeah yeah next week we'll talk about heart what does what does that mean again
2: yeah so i use that terminology to talk about the things that god puts in our hearts of things that we love and how Mm. a lot of times infertility or or other hard things can kind of like take the life out of that depending on on what it is and for me in particular well we'll talk about it next week okay well, you'll sounds- have to come back and see but but there are there are definitely places that god has put certain giftings and abilities in our lives and when we face hard things the enemy tries to derail that i guess mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. we don't need to let um infertility or loss or any of that actually rule our hearts then instead we can allow the lord to rule our hearts yeah there's some good stuff there so yeah we'll see you then
0: (laughs) all right um we just have to ask what's good about today right what Mm -hmm. about you delight
1: what's good about today i didn't think about it ahead well for (laughs) me
0: i'm thinking about just i i love winter a lot Mm -hmm. i really do but i am i'm i am looking forward to spring and today and yesterday and the day before we very springy and like you didn't have to go out with a winter jacket. And like mm-hmm. I went into ta- town yesterday and like took some walks and like was wearing sneakers and like didn't need boots the whole time. I mean, there were a couple times where I was like, oops, should have had boots here. But <laughs> still like spring is in the air and it's just fun. It's March and mm-hmm. there is some there is a good feeling about it, even though I don't feel like winter was that long, honestly.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty good year, but I agree that there's something when the sun starts getting warmer. Yes. That you're like, oh, we turned a corner. Like,
1: here it comes. Yes. It's really exciting. Mm -hmm. I guess what's good about today for me is just that I feel like I'm seeing God's goodness in my life. And I'm thinking that, I'm just thinking about Jordan's health, which I've talked about different times on here. And he so often has just issues, pain and things like that. And the last few months he's had just a lot more pain than normal <laughs> and just hard. It makes a lot of days hard, but th- I feel like this, I don't know, in the last couple of days it was feeling kind of hard and it was feeling like we were kind of irritable at each other. And I think sometimes it's cause he's maybe in pain or whatever. And I don't necessarily realize that. So then I'm just kind of irritable back at him. And it's just can be a never ending cycle, but I feel like God is just reminding me to be aware and you have kindness towards him. And also I'm just thankful in marriage that God kind of made it that you can, when you realize those things, you can kind of stop and like take time for each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that can be, at least for us, um, like healing in your relationship. Like, I feel like there's things that you can do when you're irritable at each other to get, get past that and through that together. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that happened for me in the last couple of days. And I'm thankful for that, even though, yeah, even though it's cause of hard things, I guess. And I, I just want to be Kind of acknowledging that, like, even though th- things are hard, I see God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. So, yours, of course, was, you know, pretty deep and that was good. <laughs> and and Augie's was, you know, the sunshine and the spring coming. Like, that's really good. <laughs>
1: All right. What do you My- got for us? <laughs> <laughs>
2: My big thing, like I'm thinking about, like, oh, I, I know there's lots of good things, but the one like standout thing in my mind is that my one and a half year old, um, she has called every animal a moo for a long time, uh, and yesterday she learned how to say bah for the sheep. <laughs> oh, and my the word. thing is, I do have to say there is something really fun about waiting a long time to have a baby in the house because not only is that delighted me, but when I share it with everyone in my family, they are all equally delighted. Like mm-hmm. it's this great big thing. You know, her siblings are teenagers and they're just like, Oh, that's so cool. Mom, she's so smart. You know, like all this stuff. I love and it. it's just been, I guess that's actually maybe more of what it is. It's just watching how the Lord is using this little baby to just bring so much delight after a lot of years of, of really hard, you know, yeah. and it doesn't take away all the years of hard, they're still there, mm-hmm. but we can still celebrate like moves and baths, yes. <laughs> you know, like, and <laughs> and I'm thankful, I, I feel like I celebrate them more because I had so many years without them, and so it's just a yeah, it's good, it's
0: really good, <laughs> it's so fun. Um, I mean, I have a child about the same age, a little bit older, right? A mm-hmm. couple, not even a Two weeks, less than two weeks, right? We yeah. Any. Anyway, to the 29, but so. he calls everything a cow. So oh, yeah, that's he sad. it's the same. <laughs> like he goes, it's a cow, a cow, <laughs> cow, and he gets all excited. And so he doesn't. And I'm always like, well, that's a dog. They go whoop, whoop.
1: And a what? Go, whoop. A what? That's a, a dog? dog. They do what?
0: <laughs> I didn't do it right. I didn't <laughs> do that. <it
1: right. laughs> Wait. What does the dog do at your house? Like wow. Woof ah. woof. <laughs> okay, at my house they do like woof or woof, woof. Oh, that's what you were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was doing. Oh yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, have a good day, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>